Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. President Joe Biden has spent the last two years trying to sidestep pipeline politics. But a recent decision from Michigan regulators could put the issue back on the presidential campaign trail in 2024. Line 5 is a controversial pipeline that moves about 23 million gallons of oil and gas daily between the United States and Canada. Environmental advocates say a leak from the pipeline could devastate the Great Lakes environment and economy, and they see the Biden administration as their best bet to shut it down. So today, we chat with Politico's Adam Ayton about how Biden must navigate tricky pipeline politics in a swing state, all during an election year. It's Wednesday, December 20th. So earlier this month, Michigan regulators gave a really important green light to the pipeline company Enbridge to build a tunnel around Line 5, which is this pipeline connecting the upper peninsula of Michigan to the lower peninsula. And the tunnel is meant to protect the pipeline from anchor strikes or other problems that could occur along the roughly four miles of it that runs beneath the water. And the commissioners who were all appointed by the Democratic governor, who is a critic of this pipeline, they all approved this plan because they felt like this was the safest way to continue operating the pipeline going forward. So can you break down a brief history of the pipeline's problems in the region and some of the state and local politics at play here? Yeah, so Line 5 is about 70 years old, and critics of the pipeline will point out that originally it was only intended to operate for about 50 years. And one of the reasons why Enbridge is trying to build a tunnel around Line 5 in the first place is that in 2018, there was an anchor strike on this pipeline. It was something that environmentalists had been warning about for a long time, and it finally happened. And Luckily, no fossil fuels were released, but critics say that this is basically an inevitability, that something worse will happen. And in fact, this time it was scary enough that it pushed the then Republican governor of the state to talk and negotiate with Enbridge to get this project going, build this tunnel around the pipeline to try and protect it. And one of the reasons why advocates are really distrustful of this plan, even though Enbridge says that this will be a state-of-the-art tunnel, it will be very protective. Advocates will point out that this is a company with a pretty mixed track record in the state, to be generous about it. One of the reasons why advocates are really skeptical of this plan is because the pipeline company Enbridge oversaw a really bad oil spill in the state just about a decade ago, the Kalamazoo oil spill It eventually became the biggest inland oil spill in U.S. history. And advocates say that's a safety record and just a history that doesn't give them faith that this pipeline can be operated safely in an even more sensitive part of the country. And perhaps unsurprisingly, given its history that you just laid out, you're reporting that advocates are now turning to the Biden administration in the hopes of closing Line 5. So what are advocates' concerns? I'm sure safety is one of them. And why do they believe that the president is the best way to address this issue? 
Yeah, they're turning to the president, I think, in part out of sort of desperation. Governor Whitmer in Michigan has already revoked the easements for this pipeline. The company has continued to operate it regardless. The state attorney general has sued them in court to try and shut down this pipeline. And really, as the company will will say, they have all the approvals that they need from the state at this point. And so that just leaves... The Corps of Engineers, which is a federal agency and is overseen by Biden, to do an assessment, give the final approvals to build this tunnel. Biden could intervene. The Corps of Engineers could reject that permit. This is a pipeline that runs between Canada and the U.S. President Biden could also take unilateral action here and just revoke the permit from that angle, too. And so advocates have tried these other approaches. There's also a lawsuit right now from a tribe in Wisconsin that says the pipeline is trespassing on their land. Advocates are basically trying all that they can to shut this pipeline down because they say that a spill in this pipeline would be just catastrophic for the entire economy of the Great Lakes region, but also just the health and safety of the communities around the lakes would be really at risk if there were any sort of even sort of minor leak on this pipeline in the Straits. So can you kind of break down what sort of political minefield President Biden has to navigate here, especially in a critical swing state during an election year? Yeah. So Governor Whitmer has already won election in Michigan, having campaigned against Line 5. You know, it didn't damage Whitmer's reelection campaign, really. President Biden, though, has shown a lot of sensitivity around energy prices, around inflation, and he's also shown a lot of sensitivity about union concerns. Unions are an important constituency of the Democratic Party, and they, in general, support this pipeline because they see it as a source of jobs. President Biden in 2020 campaigned against the Keystone XL pipeline. He revoked its permit on his first day in office. He sort of paid for that. You know, Republicans really made hay for months afterward. And after that, he showed a real reluctance to engage in those same way of wading into pipeline politics personally. And so this decision now puts it back onto his lap of sort of forcing him to choose between unions that are very important for his campaign, but also just the broader sensitivity to energy prices and inflation that people in Michigan feel. I mean, especially in the Upper Peninsula, Enbridge says that this pipeline is a a really important lifeline of propane for the Upper Peninsula. Critics of the pipeline dispute that. And at the same time, young voters and progressive voters have become increasingly skeptical and critical of President Biden over the last couple of years, in part because of his approvals of fossil fuel infrastructure. And they are going to use this election as an opportunity to really press their case on why he should reject this pipeline, how important it is for them as a group, and whether or not the Biden campaign navigates that remains to be seen. President Trump has been a really big proponent of pipelines. He's been very unabashedly pro-fossil fuels. This is a very simple issue for President Trump to message. It's much more complicated for President Biden to message because he has these competing constituencies. 
Also, on Tuesday, FERC launched an investigation into whether it should exercise more oversight over large investment companies' stakes in public utilities. The agency also approved a rate hike for the controversial Mountain Valley Pipeline, and it gave its extension project Southgate an additional three years to build. Its last meeting of the year also marked the end of Commissioner James Danley's term, which will leave the agency with two empty seats at the start of 2024. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow the renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.